0: Have you ever felt powerless? I think all of us have at one point, or maybe pretty much every day, we feel powerless when we have to struggle a lot of things on a daily basis. And I'm mentioning power and, or feeling powerless because what ties the three readings today is the notion of power. But the power that comes from the Lord. Jesus promises the power of the Holy Spirit, and next week we're going to celebrate the Pentecost, the descent of the Holy Spirit on the disciples and on the Church. But today, the Church celebrates the ascension of the Lord. This feast originally celebrated on Thursday, 40 days after the resurrection was moved for pastoral reasons to Sunday so that more, more people can come and celebrate this great solemnity and just to place this uh, feast within the biblical context it was 40 days so it was very significant why 40 days if you read the bible 40 is a very uh, important number very symbolic number 40 days of preparation 40 days of uh, 40 years of wandering in the desert there's something about 40. So 40 days of preparation of the disciples. And on the 40th day, the Lord ascends into heaven. And also, when Jesus ascends to heaven, there's the presence of the cloud, as we heard from the first reading from the Acts of the Apostles. And also, this is very important because this is the presence of God. So when the disciples see Jesus ascending into heaven in the cloud, they know this is the Shekinah. In Hebrew, Shekinah is the presence of God. So this is just the context, biblical context. But what Jesus promises us is that that power that we will be empowered to do great things. But this is not about power understood how the world understands power to rule over other people. Rather, if you think about the history of of Christianity, of of people, especially in the beginning, the first centuries, they suffered, they were powerless. In many ways, they were powerless. And yet, they had the power of the Holy Spirit, and that power was to give witness to Christ. That's the power that Jesus is talking about. It's the power of faith that we may live this life as if we already, already were in heaven. That's the power that Jesus promises. So there are three reasons, basically, that Jesus promises the power of the Holy Spirit. The first is that we may overcome evil in us and in the world. So that that our eyes may turn to Jesus and turn toward the ultimate goal. So that's the, the first reason we receive that power. And Jesus says that there will be repentance preached and the forgiveness of sins. We are powerless because we are affected by sin and we have to remind ourselves all the time. We cannot overcome the simplest things in the world, in, in our lives. Think about this. It's so hard to improve our lives. But when we are empowered, we can do it. That's the grace of God. Grace of God. The second thing is the power of God enables us to be witnesses to Jesus. Just before our Lord ascends to heaven, he directed these words to his disciples. It is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has established by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And to the ends of the earth. Brothers and sisters, we are all called to be witnesses of Christ on earth. All of us. All of us. All of us have to be missionaries. As Jesus said in another place in the gospel, a light you cannot light a lamp and put it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand so that it gives light for all who are in the house. If we have received the light of Christ, if we are baptized, if we receive other sacraments, we come to the Holy Mass. It's not just to feel good within our own circle, but to give witness to Christ. The world is hungry for Christ. The world is hungry. And we have to be witnesses of that. It's not easy to preach. It's not easy. It's not easy to give witness to Christ. But we are all called to do that. All of us. Perhaps you have heard um, an anecdote. A little anecdote I still would like to share with you. Uh, how to really get that power. And this is about the priest who came... Uh, came up once to Mother Teresa of Calcutta to ask her for advice. And the conversation was more or less like this. The priest said, Mother, I do, I do not know how to improve my effectiveness in my pastoral work. Do you have any suggestions? And Mother Teresa responded, Every day, you have to spend at least one hour before the Blessed Sacrament. That's very simple. The priest priest responded, But Mother, I I do faithfully pray all my prayers. Then I'm busy all day. I do some administration work, and I meet a lot of people, and I quickly run out of time. At that, Mother Teresa said, I think... You need at least two hours with the Lord every day. (laughs) I think we get the point. If we get too busy with the worldly things, we lose something. The Lord empowers us that we may do His work, not our work. Not our work. And we have to spend first time with the Lord. And I think it's great that you have such a great opportunity here in this parish. On Wednesdays, there's an exposition of the Blessed Sacrament. And First Friday, particularly, please come. Spend time with the Lord so that he may empower you, that you may be witnesses, apostles of Christ as well. Effective witnesses. Effective witnesses. The, that was the second reason. So the Lord empowers us to be witnesses. And the third reason, I think, is that the Holy Spirit is given so that we may do something good, here on earth. First, we spend time with the Lord, and then we do something good, not the other way around. And I already mentioned Mother Teresa. So she's perhaps the best example of how God's power becomes operative in the person's life. So let us briefly look at her life. After she had experienced a sort of second chance conversion, she already was a nun, but then she had that additional conversion much deeper and she responded to Jesus' call to serve among the poorest of the poor in India. In human terms, very quickly she became very effective while helping those living on the margins of the society. However, she never even once attributed anything to her own wisdom or power or resourcefulness. Everything she attributed was to the Lord. It was Jesus' Grace in her life. And Mother Teresa knew that everything came from the Lord, and people that she served needed to hear that too. So she said these words Our poor people are great people, a very lovable people. They don't need our pity and sympathy, they need our understanding, love, and they need our respect. We need to tell the poor that they are somebody. To us that they too have been created by the same loving hand of God to love and be loved. And that kind of message we can only receive from Jesus Christ. So how can we do something about our life? Something good that we can do good. Let us use another quote from Mother Teresa. The words she said during Nobel Peace Prize lecture in 1979, and she said, Love begins at home, and it's not how much we do, but how much love, we, how much love we put in the action that we do. So, let us begin where we we can. What we can do, the little things with great love for Jesus in our families and in our homes, and let us remember that our ultimate goal is heaven. We are not here forever. Even marriage is not forever. You know that? Those who live in marriages is only until death. Maybe surprising to some people, actually. Our ultimate goal is heaven. An ascension of the Lord directs our thoughts towards heaven so that we are focused on that goal. Jesus points the direction. We cannot stay here forever. Jesus could have changed the earth into paradise, but he did not. He pointed the way. And we belong to Jesus, and we march with him, and he has not left us alone. He even promised that he will be until the end of time with us. How is he here? He is here in the church and in the sacraments, and when we come to the Holy Mass, particularly he is truly present here. We receive him in the Holy Communion. Jesus has not left us alone. That's why St. Paul admonishes in the second reading today, the community in Ephesus, May the eyes of your hearts be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope that belongs to his call. May, your, may, your may the eyes of your hearts be enlightened. Enlightened with what? With faith. With faith in Jesus Christ. So that we do not lose the hope of eternal life. Also, we turn to our blessed Mother, as always, because she helps us on this way to heaven. So there's another uh, anecdote of the uh, son-in-law of Malcolm Macarich, who came up to Saint Mother Teresa, Saint Mother Teresa, one time, and he said he was a Protestant. So he comes to Mother Teresa and says, I love your work. I love you. Everything I see. But there is one thing I do not understand. It's the Blessed Mother. You are full of Mary. And Mother Teresa replied to him, No Mary, no Jesus, no mother, no son. A few months later, he sent her a card with these words printed in big letters. I believe no Mary, no Jesus. This has changed my life. Our lives are founded on Jesus and Mary. So we ask ourselves, what was their their total surrender? Scripture tells us that Jesus, though he was God, did not count equality with something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself and took the form of a slave. Also blessed mother surrendered with everything to God and became the greatest vessel of God's grace to all of us. She carried Jesus in her womb. So we come to the Blessed Virgin Mary that she may help us to overcome our fears and teach us how to trust and love Jesus so that that we too may see him in the church and in the people to whom we are sent to love. Amen.